0: you're listening to the ticker podcast from ir magazine a roundup of this week's leading stories and industry comment from the world of investor relations direct from our central london studio here's your host Laurie havelock this week on the ticker podcast goldman sachs switches up its disclosure our iro getting off social media and a roundup of some high-profile industry moves Welcome back to the Ticket Podcast. It's your weekly roundup of the top stories in investor relations. We are live from the pod studios with Garnet Roach, Tim Human, and Condice Montpetit. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, as we discussed last week, we are run off our feet at the moment trying to get the next issue of IR magazine off, off the presses. So we haven't really been keeping up with the wider outside world. I mean, lots has been happening, but, um, you know, the, the most concern we've had is it's a bit cold outside and that's about it, isn't it?
1: can see the sun shining see from the, sun the basement from
0: the basement through the windows where but we're kept <laughs> i think lots has been going on you know lots of kind of sporting headlines i mean tim you said earlier northern ireland have made it into the european football championships england of course are out the rugby that's all carrying on and no one seems to be paying that much attention i don't know people have been getting their heads down this time of year it's traditionally that time of year when everyone's a bit overworked not seeing much sun like you say got on it
1: living like mole people yeah For the moment that's just me <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say it's all worthwhile for me because I'm off to Italy next week. See you later, everybody.
0: Get a load of Garnet Roach International Jet Setter. I think I've used up all my holidays now, so I'm firmly consigned to the darkness. (laughs) I'll
1: leave some work for you.
0: Thanks. That's very (laughs) kind of you. Well, one person who has been keeping on top of the news headlines this week and actually has, I think, our one proper news story is Tim Heumann, who has been looking further into the news that Goldman Sachs is going to be shaking up the way it discloses financial information this week.
2: Yes, it was revealed in the Wall Street Journal that Goldman Sachs is going to switch to releasing its earnings releases via its website and also over Twitter. It's a controversial subject, though, disclosing over Twitter, right? It's a decision that companies have been able to make since 2008 when the SEC uh, changed its guidance and said that the website can be a, a disclosure channel for your, for your news. Um, there have to be certain criteria that are met. One of them is that your website is recognised by the investment community as the main place to go and get your financial news. But ever since then, some companies, not a majority, but some companies, have been choosing to put their news up on their website rather than send it out on the wires.
0: So what have people been saying about this decision that Goldman Sachs have made here?
2: As as mentioned, some people have been switching to web disclosure for for a few years now, but one of the things that people have been talking about around this uh, Goldman decision is that recently a number of uh, news wires were compromised by hackers. And we talked about it in a few podcasts ago. And so, you know, is, is that making some companies rethink whether they want to use newswire services and would they be more secure if they looked after their own news? So that, that's been sort of part of this, the debate around the Goldman decision.
0: I guess the danger, as we highlighted before, is having, having a lot of financial information centralised naturally makes it less secure. I guess you can look after your own interests on your website a bit more easily. You can be assured that it's going to be kept from any prying eyes.
2: Yeah, I mean, advocates of web disclosure via, via web, uh, company websites say that one, it simplifies the process. Uh, two, it can save you money. And then also there's a third point that you make, which is potentially you're not putting your news somewhere where it might be with lots of other news where, where hackers might target it. I mean, the, on, on the other side of that, though, I mean, newswires will say this, but a lot of other people will say this as well, is that who's in the best p- position to keep that news secure in the first place? Are companies in a position where they can handle this very uh, sensitive information and make sure that all of the processes are followed correctly and it isn't revealed ahead of time? You know, a, a newswire is a company that does that uh, as its job. And so it's um, it's got the right people and it's got the right um, uh, software in place to, to, to keep that information secure. I think the thing is, We've seen in the past instances where information has been leaked from news wires. We've also seen situations where information has leaked from companies doing it themselves. So actually, you know, anyone can be hacked. No one
0: is 100% safe. I guess the only thing is that news wires are, as you know, our American friends might say, a target-rich environment. Mm. Right? You, you take a random shot, you're much more likely to get something juicy. But aside from um, the security viewpoint, which channels work best for disclosure? You know, is this is this going to be a just in terms of getting the information disseminated? Is this going to be a better route for Goldman?
2: Well, Goldman, as as mentioned, is going to use its website and also Twitter. So it clearly feels that Twitter is a very um, good way to publicize its news and and to get it out to a a wide variety of sources. An important consideration is that Goldman is a um, a very big, very well-known company, and I think that is an important factor in this decision. I mean, some of the companies that we've seen do web disclosure in the past are companies like Microsoft and Google. Um, You know, they're all very well-known. People are looking for their news. People know about their website. And so they may feel that they can kind of put it there and people will come find it, for, for other companies less well known companies um you know it's, it's it's a bit of a different decision because having somebody distribute their news and make sure that it gets to financial
0: journalists and financial portals can be very important well i guess luckily uh, for goldman sachs they are at least an infamous name around people will have heard them will be coming straight to them for their news but is there, is there any news of anyone following suit any other companies big companies looking to disclose in the same way well, this is, I
2: mean, this is the first, from what I can remember, this is the
0: first sort of decision to, opt to move to web disclosure
2: that we've seen for a while, particularly from a large company. And what we've seen in the past is when one company does it, a lot of other people um, think about doing it as well. And there might be some people that follow suit. As you mentioned, Goldman Sachs is very well known. So I imagine everyone in the investor relations community will be aware of this move over the next couple of weeks. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, whether anyone else also
0: decides to uh, change their disclosure practices. Well, Tim, I think we can, we can go to another expert immediately uh, on the subject. Uh, because Garnet, I believe you have been looking at um, whether IROs are done with social media, whether they're going off social media.
1: Yeah, that's one of, the, uh, one of the questions that I'm looking at in one of the articles for the upcoming winter issue. And so we talked about Nestle's decision to shut down its dedicated IR Twitter feed back in August. And in fact, for some IROs at least, it does seem that social media is falling out of fashion. For example, research by Citigate Jew Rogerson in June showed that while more than 90% of companies said they use social media channels to publicise news and events in 2013, this figure has dropped to 65% in 2015. So it's quite a big difference. The study noted, however, that the move away from social media for IR appeared to be more of a European trend, with research from investors indicating that use of the medium continues to rise in the US. And I've been speaking to one US firm that's managed to build up a massive following on its IR Twitter feed, World Wrestling Entertainment, which was quite fun for me. I was a bit of a wrestling fan in my teenage years, so that (laughs) was um, very fun for me.
0: As was I. I'm quite jealous. Did you get the chance to speak to John Cena at all, did you?
1: No, unfortunately (sighs) not. Um, I also didn't manage to talk about any people's elbows or any other... um...
2: (laughs) Who was your favourite wrestler, Garnet?
1: Well, my favourite move was the people's elbow. So I did like The Rock quite a lot. That was, uh, that was my favourite move when I was fighting with my older brother. So I wasn't very successful, but it was fun for the 10 seconds before I got beaten up.
2: I just used to quite like The, um, the Undertaker with his tombstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty brutal, wasn't it? Pretty brutal. I think I was, I was quite young and it always looked particularly nasty, <laughs> which left an impression on me.
1: You didn't try it out on anyone, Tim?
0: No, thankfully. <laughs> well, did these, these cutthroat tactics extend over into their Twitter feed as well, it?
1: Uh, Not really, but they are definitely very effective. The company's at WWE investor Twitter handle has more than 41,000 followers, despite the team having sent just 186 tweets since signing up in April 2012, so it's quite impressive. Michael White, head of IR at the Entertainment Giant, says the firm's approach to social media comes very much from chairman, CEO and wrestling personality in his own right, Vince McMahon. And actually, um, the company's main WWE Twitter handle has more than 5 million followers on it. So obviously, they're doing very well. And part of the company's social media success comes down to its large and very loyal fan base.
0: As we just discovered.
1: As we just discovered. Um, And in fact, around 20% of the shareholder base is made up of these retail fan investors. Despite the big following, however, Michael does acknowledge that at present, few institutional investors are using social media to any great degree in part, of course, because many simply can't access Twitter and the like at work. But for Michael, this is an investment in the future. He says he wants to lead the pack in being prepared, and he advises other IROs to keep at it with social media as well.
0: I guess the, th- the one thing that some IROs would say is there are a couple of obstacles to you know, being able to tweet efficiently and safely.
1: Yeah, Michael highlights four areas that he says um, he hears a lot of concerns about from other IROs, Um, SEC and Reg FD concerns, um, the 140 character limitation, issues around too much noise on social media, and of course, the fact that institutional investors aren't really using the platform. He says, though, that for almost every argument against social media for IR, there are reasons to say, hey, maybe I should get more comfortable with developing a presence in social media and being prepared for the future.
0: Well, it's interesting he says that because five years ago, who could have predicted that Twitter would be used in such a wide ranging, you know, people saw as a little micro blogging tool and not, not a way of reaching no, out exactly. to investors and stuff. So I guess being prepared for any social network and being prepared for bet practice on whatever might emerge is probably.
1: No, exactly. He's confident that it's just a matter of time before more investors start using social media seriously.
2: I'm just excited about when the head of IR gets introduced as a, a character
0: <laughs> in the. <laughs> One of the next WWE shows. <laughs> are you are you positing the introduction of a corporate communications based combat situation? Because I think that would go well. I think a couple of our award winners particularly would 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 take some.
1: Oh, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, if if
0: I remember
2: it correctly, often members of management of the WWE are kind of characters within the in the show, right? Well, Vince Vince McMahon definitely yeah. is. Yeah. And so maybe he's got some activist shareholders that he needs to
0: Take <laughs> down. To, to <laughs> take to. down a peg. <laughs> well. We'll move away from those particular battles for supremacy and concentrate on some of the movers and shakers and fighters in the IR world looking a bit more widely, because you've been looking at some of the more high-profile moves that have happened in the last month.
3: Yes, well, first of all, guess who just stepped down? Volkswagen's head of comms, uh, Stefan Grusem.
0: Oh, that's a fantastic name. It's so appropriate.
3: It's more Grusem. The new CEO, uh, Matthias Müller, who comes from Porsche, has apparently brought in his head of PR, Hans-Gerd Bode, to take over comms and IR.
0: And as for the, the French market, I mean, we, we're always of the opinion it's a bit, things move a bit slow there, but there's been plenty of moves in France, right?
3: Indeed, especially in the industrials and energy sectors. Construction group uh, Vinci, which won the Best in Sector Award in 2011, had just hired a former salesider Arnaud Palier as head of IR. And Areva, the nuclear group, has uh, named its new VP of IR, Manuel Lachaud, who's moved on from financial controlling. And thanks to uh, our new subscriptions person, uh, Dahman I discovered that Selma uh, Bekeshi is the new IR director that, at Alstom, the power and transportation major, and she replaces Delphine Bro, uh, who's had a, an unusual career path. She used to be a sider at Odo Securities, and after three years as, as a vice president of IR, she's returning to work as deputy head of research at the same brokerage firm. So... Uh, Maybe she just didn't like her stint in IR.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. We don't hear many people going back to our analyst roots even.
3: And uh, congrats to uh, Garine de Boissaison, whom I interviewed for my report on sustainability comms when she was head of IR at EDF. She's been promoted to CFO of the international division. Living the dream.
0: Well, more, more living proof that um, IR is a fantastic step to a job in the C-suite, which we have looked at a couple of articles called Blair Christie, of course, at uh, Cisco. What about looking further, further afield? What's going on in the rest of the world?
3: The Hungarian oil and gas firm mol uh, that won Best in Country in 2013, has appointed a former salesider from Wood & Co., uh, Robert Ritti, who will be starting next month. And mol's head of IR of three years, Adam Horvath, uh, is now a Group Head of Controlling. Further up north in Denmark, uh, insurance group Trig is also welcoming a new IR director, Gian Andrea Roberti. I think uh, Trig Vesta, the Norwegian branch, was uh, shortlisted in two thousand eight for most progress in IR uh, for Scandinavia.
0: Well, of course, for the for the latest um, appointments news, you can check out Condice's regular newsletter, which gives you the the latest movers and shakers in the IR world
3: and some very useful career advice.
0: Absolutely. If you'd like to subscribe to that newsletter and our other weekly newsletters, do. Pop onto irmagazine.com and you can, if you sign up there, you can have the, the option to opt in to a number of our newsletters. You can also let us know about any big IR moves uh, using the email address editorial at irmagazine.com and let, you know, keep up with us on Twitter, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, all the usual. Um, guys, we're going to go back right back into the, the October swing of things, I think. Um, thanks for finding the time to join me this week. Thank you, Larry. Thanks. Cheers, Laurie And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine. For free access to all the latest global investor relations news and analysis, register at irmagazine.com or download the app.